Hello, and welcome to the Cash News Podcast, informative conversations about all things currency and cash. We'll share insights on the issues affecting the world of cash today, like cash security, payments technology, and the cash supply chain. Your hosts, Tom Meehan and Sean Ferrari, hope to inform industry professionals and support better cash security and management by sharing the latest information on trends, strategies, and technology. This is the Cash News Podcast. Now, here's Tom and Sean. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Cash News Podcast. Sean, what's going on? Hey, good morning, afternoon, whatever, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, you know, it's uh, early June here that we're recording. Um, we're just trying to stay on top of everything happening, doing a lot of planning on our end for, for upcoming stuff um, in the fall, kind of. We've got through our our big spring push of events um a couple more coming up at the end of this month but after that it's it's looking to the looking to the fall so yeah just a lot of pre-planning uh, going on right now for sure yeah yeah and you're gonna i think you you got a ton of you have a ton of stuff going on at post-summer right early fall post-summer early fall yeah a lot of travel um a lot of different events i think that's one of the things we're we're looking to talk about today just in general of just kind of there's just a lot of, of payment stuff happening, a lot of whether it's crypto related or the Fed now stuff here in the U.S. getting ready to roll out um, over the coming month or so. Um, you know, cash is, is always kind of there and stable and it's it's happening. There's there's still efficiencies to talk about, but a lot of the, the newer stuff happening right now is in the in the payment space. So, yeah, we've got we've got a lot of payments uh focused events coming up we've got two in cape town in a couple weeks that we're we're getting ready for so that'll that'll provide a lot of interesting topics on that whole real-time instant payments front cross-border payments um which which i think uh you know from the the crypto side that was always kind of looked at one of the cross-border uh potential saviors um but i think it is as we're seeing it's a little bit hard to offload some money once you get it into crypto and there's some fees associated with that. So depending on your, your structure, um, who knows, uh, but yeah, a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think one thing that's, uh, this week in the news is really the, the sec kind of cracking down on, on some of the crypto uh, exchanges that are left, uh, certainly buy-ins and, you know, the, the news is the news, right? So like Vox does their, their headline is now might be a good time for considering quitting crypto. Um, you know, the, the SEC is really with this crackdown, um, I guess going after companies to say, Hey, or in the early days of crypto, this loophole of you're not an exchange it no longer applies. You're an exchange. You're, 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 you are, you have to follow the rules. You have to disclose. So it definitely, definitely will impact. It has impact not only the value of crypto and Bitcoin's probably the one that comes with that, but it also is kind of a good, a good landscape of the set the stage of what case law will look like. There have been some cases that have been going on for a really long time XPR and, and some other things out there with that are still in limbo, but this seems like it's kind of the last ditch effort for some of these folks to say, Hey, we we're, you know, they, they, they've tried to get, and you say loopholes, they're not doing anything illegal. They're kind of walking around regulatory piece, but the U S uh, 
Securities and Exchange Commission this this week have really said no, that's not that's not going to happen. Binance and Coinbase, uh, base, which were the two, you know, first of all, very large, but also uh, they are the they are the, actually I think they're I'm almost positive they're the two biggest in the world. Um, if they're not the two biggest, they're definitely one one through three, um, and they buy and trade and what they they often were saying is no 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 we're 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 an engine but we're not actually an exchange or a broker and they were able to up until now really stay unregistered with the SEC that is not the case anymore so this is kind of the what i would say is uh, the last of the evolutions that you and i i think for the last got it a few years have been talking about like eventually regulation was coming and we knew that the taxation piece would come first but this is the this is the point where you start to say you're you know what we saw with the paypals and venmos and payment some of the digital payments years ago of like no no you can't pretend to be a bank and 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 when it's convenient for you say you're not and i'm i'm obviously oversimplifying it but um Binance has 90 million active users so like um and I, I, I think Coinbase has 110 million, you know, real users. So this is not small stuff. Like this is massive amounts of people using these. So this is going to affect a large percentage of people. And I don't, I, I don't want to make any predictions here, but I think we're gonna, we're going to see, um, you know, a, an evolution in crypto, good, bad, or indifferent. Um, there are there are some lawsuits against the SEC as well, trying to, to to change this and say we're not doing these things. But the you know the the bottom line here is that they need to register. I'm shocked that they haven't. That um, in one sense this validates crypto and this this kind of gets it closer to a more um, I shouldn't say legitimate because the people that are listening are going to send me nasty messages that are, but a more, a more regulated currency. So I, I definitely see this as a change. And you have any thoughts on it, John? Yeah, no, I mean, I think it is, as we've been saying, it's, it's definitely, we knew regulation was, was coming. Um, it, it needed it. Um, I think there'll still be, I'm sure I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's it's a it's a way to help protect you know protect folks. I mean, it's it's it was it was a long time coming. I mean, I think obviously it's going to be initial in the initial phases, and it's going to evolve, and, and we'll figure all that out. I think there's it's just going to be another step on kind of the continuum of which cryptos, which, which exchanges are kind of in this regula regulatory framework, framework, which, which are kind of out of it. How does, what does that mean? Um, and then we'll see what happens. I mean, I do think what's, what's interesting too, is the, the kind of CBDC aspect of it. Um, you know, I think once you, it, it's been a little quiet on that front. I mean, we had the digital currency conference um, a couple weeks ago in Mexico City. A lot of good CBC, CBDC discussion there. Um, and, you know, from, from that standpoint, there's definitely a lot going on and, and companies are innovating in the space and, and some central banks are really pursuing it. Um, but I do think 
there's also kind of this watchful eye on a lot of the real-time settlement systems that are coming out now and what and i think people are trying to figure out what does that new landscape look like and then given that what's the role for a cbdc or you can throw into that with crypto being regulated um, a little bit more now um you know what does that look like and what is then the role for cbdc so i think there's a lot of questions there still um in in terms of you know the private sector is going to move forward with some of this stuff and let's see what happens um before the public sector at least from a u.s perspective jumps in i think some of the other countries are, are obviously moving a, a bit a lot faster um in the cbdc space but at the same time I think crypto suffers from this as well as, as is there's a it's hard to understand for the average person how to how to use it why would I use it um, what do I do with it just how just how do I get involved so it's it's for those that want to that are that are interested in in a crypto asset or a digital currency or a CBDC um, yeah it's fun to play with uh or or use for that matter um but for that but for the the average person um they don't even know where to start right and it's 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 complicated and confusing and um yeah so hence the reason why regulation will help in that in that space too for that matter yeah i i i would uh, i use coinbase so i have for a really long time coinbase i thought was um did a really good job of trying to be transparent in a position where they couldn't be. There's some interesting uh, specific from the Vox uh, article. There was some really interesting stuff. There's a former um, SEC, SEC enforcement attorney um, made a comment and he said, it's a very scary so enforcement attorney. Wow. That's an interesting title. He's former. It's a very scary situation for uh, any customer. He says, if anyone had crypto, on any exchange, they should take it out immediately. And that's coming from an enforcement attorney. Now, you never know what these articles, what the rhetoric is, but we do know based on similar scenarios that it does create you know, a challenge. And then Binance's um, CEO had a lengthy, a, a lengthy statement that he released. But basically, one of the claims he said is litigation and litigation will undermine the, the America's role in a global hub for financial innovation and leadership. I don't actually disagree with that. I, I think, you know, that there, there is something to say about too much regulation stop could stifle innovation, but no regulation creates the, the challenge that we've had for the last several months here in the U S or last more than several months at this point, where you have extreme volatility, um, your comment of, you know, a, a just a general lack of understanding that does come from regulation as well, where um, when when there is a general lack of understanding of how to use it, um, it, it makes it even more challenging when it's not regulated because there is this fear. And I will tell you, as someone that's been in it um, for a very long time, even certain exchanges are not easy to, to work with. That was why I like Coinbase. It's figuring out as someone that's techie, like, what do I need to do? How do I protect myself? How do I do this? And um you know, in the in the past, however many months, we saw um, several very large, very very cash positive at one point. Play uh, FTX, um, BlockFi, Celsius. You saw these companies that were billion dollar companies that are, that literally overnight 
disappeared. Uh, Sean is clearly having some technical freezing because we have a black box. He was frozen a little bit before. I can hear you. I'm still here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and it it, it 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 looks like at any time that the camera might come on. It's one of those. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I agree. I I think this is something that are, I you know for the listeners. I'm gonna take a take a note to just dig in a little bit further into the uh, to some of the SEC stuff because I do think that sometimes. Um, putting some of this in layman's terms is a lot easier because when you get into regulation and SEC stuff, Sean probably can tell you better than me, you get into some deep, deep financial regulatory stuff and it is clear as mud. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's clear as mud. And, um, you know, it, unless it's like a really, really specific on a specific case or, or um, issue, you have to make a lot of assumptions. There's a lot of different interpretations. Um, so it, it, it is interesting. I, I think the other, the other interesting thing, I think it was this week that I saw, and it's something that you and I have been saying for, I don't know, at least a year, maybe more now, um, was uh, so there, there was basically a statement that came out that was like, hey, you shouldn't be storing your money in Venmo. You should really yeah. do that. It's like, well, yes, right. You should saying it's a, it's a great platform to move money back and forth um to friends or to, to businesses or whatever but you shouldn't there's no insurance if you're storing your money there so if something happens <laughs> it's it's gone <laughs> um but and, yeah. and to that point Sean, i often say because i you know i speak about this all the time like i i don't think Venmo is a bad company i don't think that that's about it's not about yeah, no, right. it's right. about that when the reason the FDIC exists is because things happen and it is insurance and insurance is for the unforeseen things that occur. And, you know, it, you, we, we, we have proof, we have evidence to support what happens when you have companies that have tons of money and then there's a catastrophic event and there's no insurance to back it. It's just like, Hey, your money's gone. And, um, it, it, so I have said often like, um, you know, Zell, Zell is not like Venmo, right? Zell is taking point to point. I'm not as, you know. Uh, yeah, but, there's nothing, there's no cash yeah. sitting in Zell. But but Venmo is holding on to your money. It's just yeah. the same thing. I use the Starbucks example all the time because, yeah. you know, you if you have a Starbucks app where you store money in it, one, Starbucks gets to make money off of your money, which is interesting. Um, two, yeah. two is it, not that it would, it, not that it, it, I'm saying it could, it's going to happen, but it definitely could is, you know, everybody who has money in those apps, if Starbucks, you know, had a had an issue, um, that money is gone. It's not insured. It's not protected. It's not safe. And, um, you know, anybody who houses your money in any fashion that isn't FDIC insured, there is there is a risk, plain and simple. And it's funny, like the stock market, when you trade on any platform in the stock market, the, you're, I guess, just because it's so mature, the disclosures... I mean, you can't even listen to a commercial without the disclosure <laughs> of like, this isn't insured, this isn't safe. Any any brokerage app, any bank you work with, they'll go out of your way to say, all investments have risks. You, you realize this, right? Like this is not protected money. But I think because we're used to that, it's it's this, we know that and they go out of their way with the coin exchanges. I think they did a good job of saying that but I also think they did a better job of saying, but if you give us your money, we'll give you an 8% return. Like, <laughs> like I, I think, I think it was almost this, yeah, there's risk, but look at how, you know, look how the, you know, they would show a chart of the growth of, of, um, 
you know, crypto and it would be like, oh, you're, it would be ridiculous not to do it. And that's where that whole comment of like, and I, I know you and I joke about it, but like there have been some very, very important, powerful people in the banking industry that say it's a Ponzi scheme, right? It, it, as long as money keeps going in, you'll be fine. And the truth is that is exactly what happened with FTX, right? <laughs> yep. the second the flow stops the bottom fell out and that's what happens in 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 ponzi schemes so i'm not i'm not saying that you know that I, i'm not making any claim that ftx or sam Bain had that in mind i'm just saying that it, there are error similarities so this is definitely a space to watch it will it will absolutely have an impact i think the other you know switching gears a little to some central bank things is I, I, you know, the Canadian central bank raised interest rates. I think it was this week, actually. Um, if it wasn't this week, it was last week. They raised their interest rate. Um, there's all this pseudo talk about what we're going to do. And then there was a ton of information or articles out, which uh, about China and how China's inflation problem is it has none, that they're not seeing the inflation. They're not seeing the growth so the global economy is still in this weird kind of place. You have hyperinflation in the UK, you have Canada. We're in this spot where we're like, hey, we have great, you know, we still have job growth, but uh, the manufacturer and, and consumer goods is, cycle is going down. Retail is down, yet entertainment is up. So we're still in this very quasi strange scenario of sort of recession, not recession, what's going on, hyper political climate. Um, so a lot of a lot of things a lot of things to really talk about Sean I know before we were talking about um you know because I know we only have about a few more minutes I know we were talking about some of the things that currency research was working on did you want to chat about just some of the new things and or adding the track in Orlando and some of those other things uh yeah sure um so we've got as you know as Tom said there's a lot going on a lot of interesting interesting topics we've of coming up most quickly we've got our our payments events uh, in Cape Town, which is our central bank payments conference. So there'll be a lot of central bank focused discussion there. And then we have a global payments summit there as well, which is going to focus on cross-border, everything about cross-border payments. So, you know, whether that's new instant payment set systems to help money flow, whether it's digital payment, uh, like mobile phone payment, um, or crypto that we've been talking about. So we'll have a whole bunch of discussions on, on kind of the cross-border uh challenges and some solutions out there so we're looking forward to that um as i did mention also uh our we're starting to plan for the orlando event in november um looking looking great um as always there'll be a strong cash agenda so it's the america's cash cycle seminar we we are adding a payments program to it this year um for the first time so it's going to be the america's cash cycle and payments seminar um, and, you know, we're going to keep the, the strong cash focus, but we're going to add a day of, uh, dedicated payments topics, um, from the, from the Americas region. Um, so expect a lot of conversations there on, uh, the evolving role of real-time payments and instant payments, especially with Fed now coming out, um, presently, and, and we'll get a nice update from the Fed on that in November. Um, we're also going to look at how kind of like fintechs are building on the new rails that the different central banks in the region are providing. So there should be some fun uh, payment topics there too. So, you know, we're thinking the, it is, as we talked about today, there's a lot going on in the payment space, a lot to talk about, but underpinning all of that is kind of the safety and security and, and efficiency um, that, that cash can bring too. 
Um, so we, we definitely want to keep the focus there and make sure that the cash cycle is continuing to move in an efficient way. So uh, we're working on those topics as well. We're going to focus on things like cash visibility, um, using different uh, automation and uh, whether that's recycling, uh, smart safe recyclers, different processing schemes, maybe different we heard in Mexico City um, from some of the retailers in the LADAM region in particular, um, kind of using the whole concept of a, a virtual ATM type um, scenario at retail locations as being points of, of cash um, to, to help distribute cash in, in more remote areas or not even remote, remote areas, but just an alternate means of distribution. Um, so we're going to talk about that. There's a whole lot um, to talk about there. Um, so we do want to kind of bring both the payments and cash worlds together in that. So we're looking looking forward to that. Um, then, of course, we're, we're starting the early planning on stuff for next year, but we can get into that later. Um, but that's kind of what's what's happening um, from my dark black box here um, in Zoom land. <laughs> uh, yeah, dark black box in, indeed. I was going <laughs> to turn my video off, but it's more fun to leave it on. <laughs> the man behind the curtain. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, you've got a lot going on. We've got a lot going on. So I think what 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 are what we're gonna do is we're gonna do a, we'll get some gather some information on some of the SEC stuff, and we will also uh, we think we might have a couple guests around in cash and cannabis in, in the next couple episodes. Uh, other than that, uh, probably the bulk of the listeners are getting geared up towards summer. If you have kids, your kids are probably either out of school or coming out of school now literally in the next two weeks so we're definitely gearing up towards summer and uh we will uh be back with you in the next episode i do think we'll we're going to look to have a guest and then uh we will keep everyone updated and we hope to probably everybody that's listening will see at some point i know that there are a couple u.s shows coming up uh as well as some global events that either sean or myself will be attending and then of course we're going to be uh in Orlando uh, for the big one, which hopefully everybody that's listening is, is going to attend. And uh, I think, uh, Sean, we should try to get a couple of folks from Mexico City on too, from the digital space um, that we that I'm sure I'm sure they'd be would love to come on and talk about what their thoughts are on it. Yeah, I think that'd be good. And um, as I mentioned, with the Cape Town stuff at the end of the, the month, we'll try to do at least one, maybe two um, kind of live shows. Tom won't be there, but I will be. Um, so we'll try to do a little on-site live filming um, and chat with a few people there as well. So should be fun. Okay. Awesome. Very good. Thank you everybody for listening. Like, subscribe, and we'll see you all soon. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Cash News Podcast. We hope you found this episode insightful. Don't forget to like and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter, and be sure to visit us at thecashnews.com to stay up to date with the latest on the world of cash. Thanks again for listening to the Cash News Podcast.